You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to the site now and check out all the stuff we have there leading you in to the NFL draft, also the fallout of free agency and the big wave there. So a lot of good uh, off-season stuff as we build to the big event of the NFL draft here on the Locked on fantasy football. We're changing gears a little bit. We have been uh, breaking down all the teams there. A 2020 off-season transitional period to 2021. So if you missed any of those uh, breakdowns, all 32 teams are up now as we got through our final team, the Seahawks. And uh, now we're going to focus on the depth charts here, as as promised. So we're going to look at all the AFC quarterback depth charts today as they stand going into the draft. Then uh, we'll turn our attention to the NFC for the same thing. Then we'll do the same for running backs and wide receivers and tight ends. So the next six shows, we're starting a new series here for you on Lockdown Fantasy Football. But just uh, good stuff here for you to uh, get caught up here and get set up for the NFL draft and where these teams stand right now and uh, whether they can uh, improve significantly here at the offensive skill positions. All right, so we'll start here. We'll go in alphabetical order in both uh, conferences, so by city. So we'll start with the Baltimore Ravens. And they've got pretty much a lot of uh, what they had last year, except no Robert Griffin the third. You have Lamar Jackson, Trace McSorley, and Huntley as your third quarterback here, Tyler Huntley. So basically they're starting where they left off without Griffin. So no kind of veteran presence. McSorley is a developmental type. He can do some of the things Jackson does, and we saw him go in the game. He can run around, make some plays, uh, but you're losing a lot, of course, if Lamar Jackson's not in the game. So the Ravens could be in the market for a veteran upgrade. They haven't shown that yet in free agency, so they might be okay. Lamar Jackson, actually, for his playing style, has been rather durable for them, so Maybe they feel that McSorley, just the style of play there for Greg Roman's enough there as the backup for Baltimore, and they don't need to go in any other direction there. Now, the Bills made an upgrade, major upgrade, in their backup situation. They said goodbye to Matt Barkley behind Josh Allen in his breakout season, but they added Mitchell Trubisky, so good investment here. Bear starter has some success. They hope they won't have to play Mitchell Trubisky, but they're not all lost if they have to put in Trubisky. He has a decent arm. He has good mobility. If they had to plug and play him with those weapons, I think he would have some success. Because, again, it's all about the supporting cast sometimes with these backup quarterbacks. And Allen, we know, runs around. He puts himself in danger sometimes. He's been rather durable as well. He's a bigger, stronger prospect, of course, than... uh, Lamar Jackson, but just in case you got a little bit of an upgrade here, not totally lost if Allen were to miss time at some point, 
you've got a better insurance policy and a good way for Trubisky to get immersed into a new offense and build his uh, career without getting uh, too far down. And uh, there weren't really any uh, starting opportunities for him. So that's uh, kind of where they went Uh, with the Bills. I think it was just a comfortable situation where it's a winning team. He can help them out. Good presence there with his experience in the quarterback room there for the Bills. You also have Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm was not going to be a reliable backup for Allen. You also had Davis Webb. Remember him, the former Giant? He's hanging around here. But certainly one of the better backup situations here with Trubisky, who started, again, most of the second half of last season in there for Buffalo. Well, let's go to Cincinnati. We know they moved on here from Ryan Finley. So Joe Burrow is the man here. They got uh, his... Backup is Brandon Allen, so same kind of situation there. And they also have Kyle Shermer, son of Pat. He's their third quarterback here. So not much to see here. They're not too worried about Burrow and his return from the injury. So again, on track to return at full strength here for Cincinnati's, which is a good sign that they feel good about his rehab and recovery here. So they're not uh, putting someone in there as a potential replacement. So again, that's a good indication so far. And the Bengals might draft a developmental guy behind Burrow. We'll see here on draft time if they want to do that stash. But for now, I think they're happy with Brandon Allen, who played last year when Burrow was hurting. was a better alternative than Finley anyway for them in Cincinnati. The next uh, situation that we're looking at, staying in the state of Ohio with the Bees, we go to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, They got Baker Mayfield, we know that. But a change-up in the backup, it's someone very familiar to Kevin Stefanski, it is Case Keenum. So Case Keenum bounced around. Again, he's not being treated as a bridge quarterback. He's back to what he really should be in this league, just a solid backup. So not a bad situation for the Browns either, their run-heavy approach. You have Keenum, a guy who knows the system, who can handle a lot of their nuances of the offense. So good little pickup for the Browns. They're certainly... Pretty comfortable with that situation. And you have uh, Kyle Loletta as well. Uh, you remember him with the Giants? It looks like a lot of Giants cast-offs are finding up third-string jobs here. But, yeah, so not a bad backup situation either. Anytime you have someone who's had good starting experience and some successful starting appearances and good knowledge of a specific offensive system, you have a good backup. And Case Keenum can now settle into that role the rest of his career. Finally, our last team we'll look at at this segment is the Denver Broncos. We know this is pretty tenuous, pretty similar to what we saw at the end of last year. Drew Locke, Brett Rippon, and Jeff Driscoll. So, yeah, I don't think they're totally sold on Drew Locke. Number nine overall pick. We'll see what they do here. That's going to be a big decision for the Broncos today. Continue to try to support Locke with uh, some more help. They've got given him a pretty good offensive line, invested first-round picks and receivers. But is this the end of the line for Drew Locke? So this could change dramatically when it comes to the draft, and it really just depends on where the Broncos are going to go here with their moves. But yeah, it's uh, one that's a tenuous at best. Vic Fangio wants to keep his job here. Pat Shermer wants to keep his job here. So I I think it's going to be a lot of pressure for Denver with uh, their new GM, George Patton, and uh, John Elway to look at a quarterback in the draft. All right, so there's a look at five teams. We'll get to the other 11 in the AFC on this show, and then we'll get all the NFC 16 teams there on 
the next show. But I do have to remind you that Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to get betting action on all your sports. Action, football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and NHL in full swing. We know it's big. Tournament weekend coming up, the closure of March Madness, so get in on that action now. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You can get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use a mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is enter the promo code LOCKEDON. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We'll be right back here to start looking at the rest of the AFC and their quarterback situation, starting with the Houston Texans. All right, so uh, we know the Texans have a uh, tricky situation now. They've had to reshuffle their quarterback room. We'll get into that team in a moment, look at them. But I do have to remind you, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Wachowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's look at the Houston Texans. Deshaun Watson, we're keeping track of that situation. Uh, it's not looking good on off the field here for Deshaun Watson. We don't want to rush to judgment, but it is definitely tenuous. The Texans have to cover their bases here. We don't know what the future, or is he going to be placed on the exempt list? Will they have to move him? Will they have an option in the draft? And they know need to go with the bridge option. Well, they've got their bases covered here with uh, Terod Taylor. They sign him in the mix. Uh, He comes over from the Chargers, and they also trade for Ryan Finley. So they gave themselves a couple options here. If there's a reshuffle, if Taylor needs to start, if you need a backup behind Taylor, here that has some experience. Do they go still trade Watson in the end if things go in a different direction? There's so many variables here for the Texans, but I think they're just hedging their bets, being careful here. Should they need to move on from Watson, draft a potential successor? They don't have the first round pick, we know that, and then uh, put in some place, some starting options here if they uh, get stuck where they can't move Watson, he ends up on a list where he can't play, and they're also not in position to get a good rookie pick that they can plug and play here. So, again, Taylor, we know, has been a guy like that, bounces around, he's a valuable backup with a very good starting experience, uh, didn't get a chance last year with that ugly injury with the Chargers, uh, pretty much Justin Herbert became the show pretty quickly in that season for Los Angeles, so again, that's what the Texans are doing, we're going to watch that situation carefully. We stick with the AFC South and look at the Indianapolis Colts, they've got a uh, a different looking depth chart we know no more philip rivers he's retired jacoby Brissett, he's moved on so you get carson wentz in the trade he's the starter and uh, now jacob eason the draft pick from uh, 2020 is now your backup here so carson wentz this is his job they're not going to look elsewhere they're not going to give him competition they invested a lot in him so Wentz uh, again eason is not a threat to his job eason has to develop a little bit more to being a backup but certainly uh, the colts look like they're in pretty good shape here with Wentz in the system, reuniting him with Frank Reich. He had his best success when Reich was the quarterback's coach of the Eagles. So, again, we'll see how that plays out. But you know, they're not going to hedge their bets on Wentz. Wentz is their franchise guy. And they're going to go forward with it, hoping that uh, he can resurrect his career here at a high level in Indianapolis, uh, back with Reich and away from that uh, 
tricky Philadelphia situation that didn't turn into his favor here late. All right, another AFC South team. We have to look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. For now, for now, their depth chart is Gardner Minshew, C.J. Beathard, and Jake Luton. They could move Minshew, we know that, because there's a certain Trevor Lawrence coming at the top of the draft here. So everything points to Urban Meyer and uh, Trent Baalke going for Trevor Lawrence. They're not deviating from that plan. So someone's going to be the odd man out here. They could keep Luton as a developmental guy. Bethard does have enough experience with the 49ers as a backup where Minshew could be expendable. It really depends if they're going to get any offers from Minshew. As a pretty decent starter the last two years, it, the time was come to replace him. Jaguars were bad enough, unfortunately, uh, for Minshew. He played okay, but they just couldn't win games enough. And you can't pass up on a generational quarterback talent such as Trevor Lawrence. So Jaguars certainly headed uh, to a change, and we'll see where Minshew potentially can land on his feet. But figure Bethard there as the backup and Luton are going to be there to stay with Lawrence uh, here in the new offense in 2021. Let's look at the Chiefs. Uh, very similar depth chart to the end of last season. We saw Chad Henney. He came through for them to put them in into the Super Bowl with a nice playoff relief performance there against the Browns. So Chad Henney, money guy here off the bench. Uh, so he earned his keep. He's going to stay in their system as the backup to Patrick Mahomes. He knows the system. Then we know Andy Reid's system is very uh, quarterback friendly. So you plug someone with some experience, so they're going to have some success. So Chad Henney, a decent backup as he proved in the playoffs last year. You also have a developmental guy behind Mahomes and Henney in uh, Jordan Tamu. Remember him? He had some opportunities there in the XFL and uh, looked pretty good, flashed a little bit. So Chiefs keep him as a guy that can learn well under Reed on the bench here. The next team we'll talk about in this segment is the Las Vegas Raiders, and uh, they still have very similar depth chart to last year. In fact, identical. Derek Carr remains the starter. You have Marcus Mariota. They kept his deal the way they like it to keep him as a number two. Remember, he had that super sub performance on the Thursday night against the Chargers. One big game in relief, but Derek Carr pretty much had a solid season otherwise. Just didn't uh, be that consistent QB1. But Mariota certainly showed some upside with the Raiders. So if something happens to Carr, they want to move on contract getting too much they could look in the direction of Mariota so watch that but Carr coming off a pretty strong season no real shakeup for the Raiders we'll see if they draft someone here their number three guy is Nathan Peterman so they could draft a developmental quarterback at some point but for now Carr Mariota in one of the better backup situations as well as we saw last year the Chargers had to get a little bit more experience behind Justin Herbert so yet Easton Stick they moved on from Tarad Taylor so the Choice was uh, Chase Daniel here. So some experience in the offense of Joe Lombardi. Joe Lombardi goes back to the Saints and Lions. The new offensive coordinator of the Chargers replacing Anthony Lynn and Shane Steichen looking over the quarterback. So Daniel, this guy is amazing. He bounces around, gets pretty decent contracts as a backup. But now his latest charge here is uh, being the mentor and helping the quarterback room here as Justin Herbert transitions to yet a new offense here. From Lennon Steichen now to uh, Joe Lombardi. So Daniel will be a key extra coach in Herbert's uh, development here early in his career. All right, so there you have a look now at uh, six more depth charts. So that's uh, 
a solid 11. Five more to go here on this show. Before we do that, I've got to tell you about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the auto parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why you're often pointless for seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the cameraman orders the parts on his computer. Choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home in your pocket. You can uh, look at the catalog of rockauto.com. It's unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specification, most important prices you prefer. You can find everything from engine control models and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether you're a classic driver or you're a daily driver, get everything you need and a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. The same for professionals that do it yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on there, how'd you hear about us, box, and they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car or truck will ever need. That is rockauto.com. We've also been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate in all bars. Now we're getting closer to find out which Built Bar is the best in Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup, as we get closer to crowning a champion here, your vote is more important than ever. You have cookies and cream, you have uh, cookie dough chunk. Pretty solid matchup, cookie, cookie matchup. We've had brownie, brownie matchups. They're so hard to uh, decide who's going to win, but that's up to you. You can do that at BuiltBar.com or go check out Bar underscore Built on Twitter. And remember, you want to get these Built Bars in your mix box or however you want your flavors uh, divided. Uh, you can't go wrong. You're going to be winning all the time with Built Bar. All you have to do is go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And make sure you check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar in Built Bar. Madness, the championship is at stake. All right, let us uh, continue here in a moment with the show. Uh, as a programming reminder, the NFL Draft is only a few weeks away. It is time to start following our Locked NFL Draft duo. The Draft Dudes podcast watches every prospect so you don't have to. And the Locked NFL Draft podcast is your daily draft news and mock draft podcast. Follow the Locked NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it is uh, time to uh, get into our final segment of the show. We still have to talk about... Five teams, and these are some interesting teams for sure with where they stand at quarterback. The Dolphins are uh, sticking with Tua Tagovailoa. We heard the early rumors of trading for Deshaun Watson. That's not going to be the mix now. Tua Tagovailoa deserves a shot. Full start as a starting job here. Ryan Fitzpatrick has moved on, so they replaced his uh, backup with Jacoby Brissett. Not a bad pickup there. Brian Flores was with the Patriots there. We know that... uh, Brissett was traded to the Colts from the Patriots, so a little uh, experience there behind Tua. Similar style quarterback, size, strength, some athleticism there behind Tua. So, again, one of the better backup situations, you take advantage of that. Jacoby was behind Phillip Rivers and the Colts last year, so a similar situation. Good chunk of change, good experience guy to have there on your bench uh, with the variety of uh, schemes that he's played in, and that can really help Tua. As well, you also have a Jake Rudock there, the former Michigan quarterback, 
He's their third stringer in Miami. Now, let's look at uh, what we're looking at uh, with the Patriots here. We have Cam Newton, Jason Stidham, or I was going to say Jason Stidham. Yes, the transporter is the second quarterback for the Patriots. No, it's Jared Stidham. So the Auburn-Auburn connection there. And then you have Jake Dolgala is your third quarterback. So, yeah. So they don't have a third quarterback is basically what I'm telling you. So it's the same combination they had last year post-Tom Brady. Except Newton was re-signed. He didn't have to wait for a June edition here. He's now had a full year with the Patriots. Full offseason, regular offseason coming up. So they really are talking up Cam Newton again. Jared Stidham, big question we know with the Patriots. Well, really, two. Are they going to draft a quarterback? Are they going to be aggressive? They're number 15 overall. Will they make the move up there? Are they going to make the call on Jimmy Garoppolo there and uh, see what's going on with him? So it, uh, it's really hard uh, to know exactly what Bill Belichick's going to do. They did invest a little bit more in Cam Newton, $14 million for one year. And that's only one year. So do they find a guy in the similar vein? Do they trade up for like a Justin Fields and have Newton as the bridge quarterback? Similar style quarterbacks, do they go there? Is that Jimmy Garoppolo thing going to happen uh, with the 49ers? Everyone's trying to will it to happen, but the Patriots and with Cam Newton, different style of quarterback from Jimmy Garoppolo. So still a lot to be determined there. And uh, again, I wouldn't uh, sit on this one too much. Now let's look at the New York Jets here, shall we? So three straight AFC East teams. Sam Darnold, a tenuous hold on the starting job here. We know they're looking at Zach Wilson from BYU with the number two overall pick in the draft. Right now, it's not a pretty depth chart for the Jets, by the way. Joe Flacco's moved on. So you have James Morgan and Mike White. Yeah, those guys are not guys you might see at a doctor's office. They are literally the backups of the Jets right now behind Sam Darnold. So... Would they keep Sam Darnold perhaps as a backup to Zach Wilson? I don't see that scenario. They're going to try to move him. Darnold's still untapped here, the number three overall pick from a, a couple years ago. Hasn't really had a fair shake with the Jets, the Adam Gaze system, only now building a supporting cast a little bit better. So we'll see how it plays out uh, with Darnold. But I think it was almost a virtual certainty they were going to replace him. Now it's kind of 50-50, maybe... 60-40, they're going to replace him as the quarterback. So we'll watch that here with the Jets. Now let's go to the Steelers. Uh, this was a bit of a surprise that they kept Ben Roethlisberger, uh, restructured his contract. Well, I think they get a little sentimental here. They kept him. He didn't play all that well. The arm strength decline was certainly there last year with uh, Roethlisberger. So that's something they're going to look at. Uh, you have uh, Mason Rudolph. He's still hanging on as the number two. And the interesting fly here, the first-round pick of the Washington football team, flamed out Dwayne Haskins is your number three. So we'll see how he can develop in this new offense. Matt Canada takes over there from Randy Fickner as the offensive coordinator. So we'll see how that plays out here for the Steelers. Uh, again, uh, maybe Haskins gets a fresh life here. There's been some comparisons physically with Haskins and Roethlisberger, but Let's hope uh, Mike Tomlin, that coaching staff, can get Haskins back on track mentally and emotionally and then get his head to right here and be the right leader for the team. And we know there was all kinds of weird stuff in Washington, including him, him walk off the field too early. So, again, this is maybe the best opportunity with Roethlisberger. Rudolph, I don't buy Roethlisberger-Rudolph being that much of mentors here for this situation. So, I would still keep my eyes open for the Steelers taking quarterback, not in the first round, but potentially in the second 
in the form of uh, Kyle Trask of Florida. And finally, let us look at the Tennessee Titans. And uh, their situation is looking pretty good. Ryan Tannehill locked and loaded here. Two big years in a Tennessee uniform. Their backup situation is okay. Logan Woodside and Deshaun Kaiser. He's still hanging around here. So maybe the Titans will be looking for a developmental backup to improve this situation. They don't have a veteran presence. Should Tannehill go down? Tannehill, we know, has been pretty much durable for most of his career, but he also had that knee injury in one of the years with the Dolphins that uh, wiped out a season. He had rehab from that. But as a Titan, he's been very sturdy here with his offensive line and the help of uh, Derrick Henry in the running game. So, again, maybe not too concerned the Titans and their specific uh, look at Tannehill and his durability the way may been an issue for the Dolphins, and they're going to continue like that. All right, so there you have it. There's a look now at all the AFC team's current depth charts here at quarterback. So, yeah, a lot of things to uh, think about there. And again, backup situations, we're looking for improvement as much as possible. We're looking for maybe bridges that could uh, give way to a rookie, all that kind of stuff here. And we got to examine where we are at to know where we're going in fantasy football. And that's what we're doing here with our depth chart updates for you. So that's the AFC quarterbacks. We'll tackle the NFC quarterback depth charts tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Fantasy Football. This is Vinny Iyer. Have a great day.